Why is it challenging sometimes to just let something go or to shift your behavior to something you know is better for you or to use an affirmation and actually believe it? In this episode, I talk all about that and how momentum and density can be at play. The Embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Do you ever want things to go faster than they're going? Like you have a goal and you just want it to happen now. Well, I'm pretty much like that all the time. I have so much fire in me. In Ayurveda, it's called pitta, but I'm also an Aries. So there's just so much fire. There's so much like wanting it to happen and happen now. One good example is the fact that now that spring is here, there's beautiful grass blooming all around my house. But my idea was I wanted a no mow lawn. So I wanted like creeping thyme and other ground cover instead of grass because I don't want to mow the lawn. It's a half acre. It's really pretty, the the grass itself, but I don't love the fact that there are regulations on grass around like how long it needs to be for it to be acceptable and the amount of work that that would take. I'm just not cut out for it. So the funny thing is, I'm willing to do other things for for nature, for the ground around, for um, the landscaping, for a vegetable garden, but I'm unwilling to mow the lawn. So I've avoided mowing the lawn for this whole spring. I've not mowed it once. And I also wanted to let the dandelions and other flowers, I see nettle, in the backyard and clover and just other different things that people would call plants that people would call weeds to come up so that also the bees and other pollinators can have some food. But in the meantime, I have grass and there's a lot of it. And at some point I'm going to need to mow the lawn or have someone mow it. And as long as I have grass, I have to mow it. I have to do something with it at some point. The grass is here until it's not here. It's going to take a bit to transition the grass from its state now to ground cover. Hashtag lessons and acceptance, right? I've been working on patience, but really what I'm working on is appreciating every step of the way in a process. I love the satisfaction of the completion and of the results of something, of the fruits, of the things blossoming. But can I value the soil 
just the way it is, the grass that is here, the soil that already has living beings in it and is rich with life and the way that it is right now, it's fertile ground. Can I appreciate the seedling that is just tiny, teeny tiny, and not yet the full-grown kale or lettuce or other veggie that I want it to be? I think there's a part of me that's just nervous that I haven't started early enough. And at the same time, holding that I am in just the right place and there will be things that bloom and things take time. So as you can hear, I am fully into gardening mode. I got a bunch of raised bed frames as well as I've been working on breaking down some pallets to make into raised bed garden frames and structures. And I've been planting different shrubs, bushes, and flowers in the yard. I would like it to be just full of wildflowers full of wild life and lush rather than just flat and green with grass. This has just been what's taken all of my attention since it's gotten warm other than placing some of my attention in my voiceover work and of course working with my clients and continuing this podcast. But um, voiceover work has been so fun. I've gotten to work on my imagination and creativity, my acting skills, sharpening my ability to speak well and to enunciate well, to do tongue twisters as warm-ups. Those are hard. Have you tried a tongue twister lately? This is one of my favorite tongue twisters that I was given through the program. The skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stump skunk. Oh, I messed up. (laughs) Okay, let's do this again. The skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stump stunk, but the stump thunk the skunk stunk. Oy. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> still working on that, work in progress. <laughs> but um, in a couple of weeks, in, oh, actually in a week, I'm going to be recording my demos for commercial audios and I'm going to be able to begin auditioning and sending out my work so that people can hear what my voice sounds like in different commercials or narrations, educational materials. There's so many places where voiceover is prevalent, and I'm so excited to jump in. So as we jump into today's episode a little deeper, I want to talk about how momentum and density come into play when we are trying to live life and trying to help ourselves feel better or move towards what we desire. Do you wonder why sometimes it's hard to just let something go? Or why does it feel challenging sometimes to let an affirmation be believed to be a part of us, to accept it? What makes it hard for us to allow celebrations and good things into our lives, like receiving good and feeling proud of ourselves and staying with that feeling for more time than going to the problems? And then is it challenging sometimes to shift your behavior? You know, when you want to change something, 
but inevitably or somehow you continue to do the same thing over and over. I definitely find myself doing that in certain places. And lately I've been working on that in terms of a romantic relationship and finding myself in the same loop, in the same pattern over and over, thinking that each time it will be different. And it isn't. It isn't different. And I'm just having compassion for myself as much as I can to not judge that process and to allow that process and to know that there's something there that I need to learn or see or experience. And I think I'm coming to the end of that. I I think I'm starting to see and feel what is happening. And it's not just one thing happening, it's many things. For example, it's believing that I can provide myself this kind of magical loving experience that I experience in this relationship and that I will have it again in another relationship that I can have it again. I'm worthy of it and it's possible. And there are some threads of feelings of feeling like maybe I'm meant to be alone or I am going to be alone in my life. And I really don't believe that very much, but there's a piece of me that believes it and can hold on to something when it's not aligned for me anymore. So back to why is it hard to let something go? Why is it hard to believe certain affirmations? Why is it hard to change our behavior when we know we want to? Or why is it challenging to feel certain feelings and other feelings tug at us? For me, a couple of those reasons and the reasons I've seen in others are momentum and density. So I want to describe each of these a little further and you can see if it applies to you in your life or if it helps you to feel some compassion for yourself, some understanding and gentleness for your own process. When it comes to momentum, it feels like if there's a part of us that has certain beliefs or feelings, like feeling not good enough, feeling sad about ourselves, or connected with a grief that needs to be felt, when that momentum continues down in a certain way and we feel like it's going over and over, it's becoming a deeper set pattern, there's something in it that we are perhaps resisting feeling or seeing or we're just not ready to see it yet, then this momentum can take us in a certain direction. And when we have such strong feelings, which relates to density, when we have such strong feelings or feelings that we do not want to feel that become, they kind of grow bigger in the corner where we leave them. Um, Someone once said to me, you know, the feelings that you resist, they do push-ups in the corner and they get stronger. So that momentum builds. And then when someone says to you, just let it go. Or when someone says, well, just believe you're enough. You are enough. It doesn't quite register. Maybe it registers to some parts of us, but to the part of us that's believing deeply that we are not enough, 
There's a place for which, a context for which that began. And we need to make contact with that resonance, with that space of where it came from. Even if we don't know where it came from, but to feel the feelings and the energy and the vibration of it and allow what needs to happen from that feeling rather than the logic of just saying, you are enough. It needs to be connected with the heart. Then maybe the words and the vibration of being enough can sink in, but maybe there are other things that need to happen. Maybe that part of us that feels that way just needs to be held and seen and honored in their feelings or something else perhaps needs to happen. But the point is that it just may not register to that part because the momentum of these feelings and what's been living there has been going for some time and perhaps building and accumulating over the years of your life and lifetimes or dimensions. But to recognize that sometimes it's hard to just shift and feel pleasure. Sometimes it's hard to just be in the good feelings or change your behavior because there's a certain inertia that is going. It's hard to make a train that's going at full speed just stop suddenly. But if you gradually slow it down, if you gradually allow the healing or transformation or the shift to something else or practice it, feeling a little bit of pleasure, feeling some good feelings, and then going back to where the feeling is easily there and back and forth pendulating, then we can slowly build up our muscle to feel pleasure. Then we can create a new momentum that allows us to feel more and more joy, to, for that to be a larger part of us than the painful feelings that we do have. It's not something we can force. It's not something you can just mm, willpower your way into And if you do, it takes quite a bit of energy. It's much smoother. There's just an easier way to do it where it doesn't have to be that forceful and that resistant to what's there, but to start to make space for all of it. Start to make space for what is there in your feelings that are challenging and for the good feels Or if you're only in the good feelings to make space for what's challenging and not resist what else is there, but to allow that to move through and arrive back at joy. I would love for myself, I'd love for me to be able to just be in joy all the time, but I recognize the challenging feelings are really part of everything that I'm doing here. I want wholeness and I want to feel whole and I want to feel that all of me is welcome, that all of me is part of this process. And when I feel the challenging stuff, the contrast, it shows me the deeper parts of me that want joy and want belonging and worthiness and that are in those feelings that connect with source helps me come back home when I see when I'm not home. 
And when I'm not home, those feelings come up and allow, I open up the space of source that holds those feelings and then it integrates into a larger whole. So where in your life do you see perhaps that just recognizing the momentum of something can allow a little more compassion and allow you in your process with more space and less judgment? Are there places where you're trying to force a different behavior or a different feeling or a letting go or an affirmation when it's creating actually a resistance to what's there? That can create an extra layer of experiencing that doesn't need to be there. It kind of is a mask over things. But on the other hand, there's just a fine line between that and allowing pleasure or good feelings or affirmations to resource you and to feed you. If you can access that, that's great because then the momentum of the shadow world, of the tough feelings, it tells you there's some fluidity where you have freedom and choice and that freedom and choice is growing. That liberation to choose to feel pleasure, to choose to let something go and release it and to step forward and look this way and not that way. That can be so powerful and it shows that the momentum for freedom and choice and creative power is growing. This is your creative power to create the moment and to create the energy of who you are, to create your way of being in this exact moment and forward. But also to bring those vibrations to your past if you need to, to bring those energies of pleasure or loving or whatever feeling you want to feel to past parts of yourself. So all this too connects with density. The momentum of something going a certain way, like the train moving at high speed, that has a lot of density to it compared to a feather falling down and moving in a certain momentum. There's a lot more attached to it. There's a lot more weight It's like salad dressing that has a lot of bits and maybe even chunks in it or cream that it's like so heavy that it's thick versus a light oil that just has a few seasonings in it and that has some vinegar in it so it's very fluid and clear. Density is how much we are attached or identify with certain beliefs and emotions or experiences or identifications even, parts of ourselves, like identities. If we say, um, if you have like an injury or an illness and you declare that that's who you are and there's a strong identification with that, that can limit you in a certain way. That can tell the cells of your body, yes, this is you. and or versus telling it something else or feeling into something else or leaving the door open for something else. 
or different possibility. Acceptance is really important and can be helpful at times. And at other times, it can go overboard into something else. Acceptance can help honor and allow and then create an opening for what's next because it lets it transform. It lets the energies and the feelings transform. But if we accept so much, oh, I'm not sure how to phrase it. If we accept and then we latch on and say, this is it, then that's something else that's not quite acceptance, but I think it's called identification. What do you think? Do you experience that where there are places in your psyche or your way of being that you latch on to a certain thing, consciously or unconsciously, or maybe even unwillingly? There's just an identification so strongly with this part of who you are or this experience that you always experience. This is the way that life is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a way to really see it, where any place where you have assumed or do assume that this is the way life is. This is the way it is. This is just what I have to endure or accept. Life is just hard or life is just X, Y, and Z. And we tell ourselves these things and it's not that they're not true sometimes and that's it's not like we don't feel that way because we certainly do. It's just that If we say life is this way, life is this, and it it is a way that only includes certain experience, like life is hard, doesn't really include life is easy, then it creates a limited experience just by by that logic, but, but by the way that we are creators. If there is a little bit of a little bit less density in our vibration, in our energy, in our emotional states, and a little less momentum, we can find the freedom, the presence, the true presence to create something new here for ourselves, something new in this moment for ourselves or in the next moment. I'm not saying that momentum or density is bad. We all have it in some version, or you may call it something else or experience it differently. But there's a way that we can't always just be happy or create our lives completely or create what we feel or be in control of it. Although that is a possibility. And that's the important part to realize or to hold still that that's a possibility And to know that that is our true nature. That is source energy. Source is all possibility. Source is OM. And OM is all possibility, all probability. Source is the wholeness, the totality, the energy that animates every being and everything. And we have that essence through us and as us. We are that. So I've watched myself over the years feel less and less static, so to say. Like static is the attachments to beliefs and things that are not who I am. 
and I've watched myself heal. And when I say heal, it means move through those feelings, allow the feelings, connect with the deeper roots of where that come that came from. I've watched myself come to wholeness and then also learn how to just shift into pleasure and strengthen that muscle. And I've seen the way that my energy feels less dense, like I feel more fluid and movable, more able to just feel choice and liberation and to see that my beliefs are just beliefs, to even notice them them as beliefs and say, oh yeah, there's a belief. Huh, that means I have some freedom. What do I need to do with that? Do I need to feel through it or can I just shift it? Can I just let it go? I found more and more freedom inside of myself that just lets me shift something if I want to or let it go if I want to. But that has the fluidity and the awareness to even see what's happening in myself, whereas before I didn't see as much. And that momentum, then the momentum has shifted to the feeling good and the ability to create and being in the power of my creating rather than being in the reaction of past experiences that trigger in me different ways of reacting, different ways of behaviors and treating myself and feelings that just set themselves off into my life and hijack my ability to create. But when the triggers happen, when the reactions happen, that if I can hold the space of seeing them and feeling through them without identifying too much or knowing that I'm really identified and having some awareness that sees it happen, then I can carry myself through it to the other end and then come back to creating it. And it gives me even more of my energy back to source, back to who I am. So I hope this was helpful for you today. And I want to end with where I began, which was about gardening. (laughs) I um, actually got a couple of bamboo seeds, black bamboo. I have never really seen bamboo in Michigan, but I've heard that you can grow it here. And I've also heard how invasive it is, so I'm going to grow it in pots. But I heard or read a story before that connects with just that patience or that knowing that things are growing and the seeds have been planted, even if you can't see the blossoms or the fruits come out, the plants come out. I'm not sure how accurate the facts are, but the story was that there was this Chinese couple that planted some bamboo seeds and they didn't see anything happen for a long time. And after like two years, they saw like a tiny little nub that sprouted up, but it was so slow. And they just thought, what a failure. This is not what we thought it would be. This is, you know, let's just scrap this whole idea was the impression I got from the story. And this is not growing. We have failed. But then four years, five years, the bamboo just shot up so fast and big 
and so quickly that they realized that in that time where they thought nothing was happening, actually everything was happening, but it was happening underground in the root system. And the bamboo was growing so much deep underground, growing its network of stability and fertility and foundation so that it could shoot up and shoot up quickly and grow fast once it knew it was time, once the groundwork had been laid. And I love that story so much. I share it with my clients sometimes when they feel like nothing's happening, but we sense something is happening. And just a shout out to one of my clients who decided to call it bambooing, that um, they are bambooing and to recognize that there are times where they're bambooing. And that means that the roots are growing, the seeds have been planted and something's happening. Even if you can't see it all come to life yet, it's happening. Sometimes it's happening energetically. Sometimes it's happening underground. Sometimes it's just unseen, but it's real. So maybe there's a part of your life that you're bambooing. If you needed this message, I hope that you receive it with lots of my love and a big hug. Just sending... Lots of good feels your way for your day today and your week. And I hope you offer yourself the tenderness and the gentleness and the support that you need that gives you spaciousness and gives you a feeling that you are okay exactly as you are and you are completely worthy and lovable. It's a given. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I would love to share with you my sleep album that I made a long time ago in the first year of the podcast. It's called the Sound Sleep Alchemy Album. If you're having trouble sleeping, if you are struggling with staying asleep or any sort of insomnia, there are maybe deeper reasons for the insomnia beyond what you think. So this album is not just an album of meditations and guided experientials that support you in digging deeper, but also support you in a restful sleep. But it comes with a packet that you can look into of Ayurvedic tips and spiritual tips that can perhaps connect you with the deeper reasons that your body wants to send you a message maybe in your sleep or send you a message by disturbing your sleep or just the foods that you might eat or the rituals or lifestyle choices that you could shift to help you have a more sound sleep. You can find the whole album at candiswe.com slash sound sleep. See you next time on the Embody Podcast. <laughs>